Wow, thanks for the heads up. Hey, hey, guys, what's up? What's going on? Welcome to the God Man. That's right. That's all the heads up you get. I'm clear. I'm clear. Just let me know when you got to start. You already did start. Oh, bad. Cool. No problem. Hey, guys, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Welcome to the God Man podcast. This is your boy Rodney speaking. Y'all know what it is. Not the fact you know what it is. So, for those who are just now turning in, if you don't know who it is, this it's is my Pastor man, Mike. man. Pastor Mike on the phone. I mean, on the line. One, two, three. This is your boy Ronnie, and welcome to the Godman Podcast. We are here to help you navigate through this thing called life as a man devoted to God. Mike, how you feeling today, man? Tired, sleepy, overwhelmed. Well, at least you're honest, man. At least you're honest. I ain't gonna face you. I'm kind of tired too, to be honest. You know, it's something about those after worship. It's something about Sundays. Like, I just be like, okay, I worshiped, I served. I just want to eat and take a nap. Man, no, worship today That's really was, legit. was something. Even like afterward, a message and everything. Bro, we got, we got a. Yeah. That happened today. Little that never really on. happens. Yeah, it happened after the message today. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was. Man, look, it was good. Uh, nah, man, I'm mm-hmm. tired, but that's it's more just life. I mean, you and I were talking about it earlier. There's not enough hours yeah. in the day or in the week for a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. Uh, God definitely has mm-hmm. me in a season where I am kept very busy, and there's no time for foolishness or any playing around it's like got to stay strict on myself on a schedule to make sure I accomplish different things um which you know there are certain things like writing and everything and books and stuff that I'm supposed to be doing that I got to get better with because I haven't been writing or started on them so yeah man just tired not enough sleep you know Typical millennial in the United States thing right now. <laughs> you know, work, no sleep, and then you sit there and go, where's the money? No, for real, for real. Um, nah, trust me, I'm in the same boat. I'm definitely in the same boat. It's just like, as I'm just working and grinding, I'm starting to see that, don't get me wrong, it does have its rewards, but I think when many people see um, a person who's operating at a high value, they don't see the work or the fatigue we go through, um, like we mentioned before. Like, you're definitely, when you're pursuing purpose, you're going to experience fatigue, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, spiritual fatigue. You're going to experience that as you are trying to um, produce good fruit and operate at a high value. That does come with it. Because um, I'm definitely in the same boat, but definitely. We both know just the reward that comes with it, like definitely making sure um, the gospel is being unspread, but also taking this day as rest as well for us to rejuvenate, to refresh, and to keep on operating the way how we're going through. Um, so I definitely concur on how you're feeling. I definitely feel. And it's the, just another layer on top of that, man. On top of like your regular daily life that you're going through, what folks don't understand, especially for people that are in ministry, is like ministry is ministry can be a full-time job that you're not getting paid for. And that's why one of that's why I always disagree with people who go, "Oh, well they just taking money from the church." And it's like, "Nah, that's a full-time job, fam." 
So if they're going, if the church can compensate them, then yeah, it should be happening like that. I'm not saying that they should be coming millionaires off the church or whatever, but like, it's a full time job. So right now, because you're really a small job, church, man. this is a full time job that I'm doing, and on top of my forty plus that I'm working at my regular job. So, like I was sharing with you, I mean, like, fam, worship team, all this other mess, all this other things that I'm doing. Got to be careful of wording, right? And mm-hmm. learning musician, working and operating sound system. I'm the keys to the church. So. For our 30 days of prayer and consecration, I am at the church every day because I got to open up, stay there, operate the sound, start the video and everything. And as if I'm not praying in the couple days that I am praying, like I'm doing all that and praying and then locking the church up when everyone leaves. Like we're talking seven days a week at the church, putting in labor, putting your hands to the plow and everything. So all of that together it adds up. I mean, it adds up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't even really calculate how many hours that I'm spending at the actual church building right now because it would probably surprise people. And you sit there and wonder, like, how do you manage that? Especially, like, being a full-time student right now as well online. Like, how do you manage it? Oh, well, I'll tell you how I manage it. I didn't do my work last week. Like, <laughs> at all. I got my uh-huh. quiz done yesterday that was due today. I got my discussion post all done today, and I really just just halfway did it, just did it to get the points and do it. Um, my readings from last week, I got to do tomorrow on top of the readings for this week, tomorrow. And then I got to write my paper that's due Sunday in the next few days. So it's like, no, no, no. It's like, no, I wasn't managing well. No, it, it definitely uh, it definitely has been a struggle. And then I'm hungry all the time, so that doesn't help anything either. Especially while you're fasting, too. Very much so. I'm just hungry. Okay, well. Oh, know, fam, Mike, I thought I didn't hit record for a second. Oh, my gosh. If you did not press record, I would have been so upset. We got to start this whole conversation. Like, over. something just told me to look and was like, <laughs> you didn't press record. And I looked and I was like, oh, I did. All right, cool. I mean, it's only. Like, oh, I did. Cool. Bet, bet, bet. It's only like <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's why, a long time. Why you doing talking anyway? Most you doing talking anyway? Right. Okay, Mike. So let's get into this topic. So um, this is just us piggybacking off the last conversation we had last week, where we was talking about dating. Uh, where you made some great points, I made some great points, and I think really, really did lay the foundation on how dating as a man can be challenging but it can definitely be sustained in today's culture and society so i think now today you no know, less you no know, go for round two on on the sequel of just the do's and don'ts of dating don't you agree yes yeah, so let's talk about your dating life let's see um i know you're I'll seeing somebody dating? right now um okay we're not, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put my business out there like that but um, oh yeah I'm we are a few people um a few people uh, <laughs> Yeah, nah, so not not the one that we were just talking about. No, 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 not her. No, 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 no. No, because she got to go. Yeah, no, she up out. She got to go. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, wait. I know who you talking about. Yeah, she got to go. Yeah, her. She she, she got to go. Like, we going to name 
name no names, but um, we gotta get her honest, up out of dating, here. Because honestly, like I just feel I'll be honest, like I feel like my whole energy just been drained. That's probably why I've been feeling the way I've been feeling all month because of that. But anyway, we're, we're we're gonna piggyback around that or tiptoe around that. But really, I really think dating in twenty twenty two, even as a Christian, it's difficult because of number one just from my own experiences i feel like not a lot of people are valuing the same things as we are as believers and um this is challenging when it comes to other people's different belief systems and then there's things as in like polygamy and you know, you can add this person in, add this person in, then you can, oh, yeah, have your um, best friend come in, whether it's a girl, and she can come in. If he's a guy, he can come in. Then there's these dating apps, and there's Tinder, and there these Christian dating apps, and it's people who are quote-unquote Christians, but, like, then next thing you know, they send you a nude. It's it's a lot that's going on in, in 2022. And um, I'll be honest, it's really difficult, but I really think with... with the Holy Spirit as an advocate and having um, Jesus as our anchor, I really do believe having a successful um, Christian dating season can definitely be successful if you apply the God-given tools that he's provided you. So, um, See. yeah, I just want to say that. I'll talk about my experiences um, of dating um, as a believer. So, as many of you all do know who... Um, he said, what? Hmm? What'd you say? Talk about it. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, talk about it, bro. Um, yeah, so I'll just... Anyways, like I was saying. Sorry, guys. Estoy this is how Mike is. He'll... See, this is how Mike is. Like, he'll say, like, random things. And Estoy I'll be like, what? Escuchando. And he won't say nothing. See, guys, just ignore Mike. You know, he's tired. And sometimes when he's tired, he'll say random things that do not make sense. So... Don't mind him. So, anyways, habla a nosotros sobre tu nueva novia, novia nueva. See, I didn't know he's on 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 the Telemundo podcast. I know he's on that right now. Is that we doing now? Is that what it is? Anyways, with my yeah, it's Mexicano, no. Anyways, with my experiences of dating, um, at once I gave my life to Christ, um. Back then, it was, it was kind of easy. Don't get me wrong. It was kind of easy uh, where you just pick who you liked, just go forward. Whatever happens, happens. It was easy. But now, as I started giving my life to Christ and taking the walk seriously, um, I did find it just a little difficult. A little difficult because now I'm setting boundaries and I'm saying we can't do this and can't do that. And you guys, you come across certain people who kind of don't respect what you're doing so they'll either try to seduce you and you will end up in a position where you would compromise your faith and you will end up falling for real and um yeah so when it comes to like dating i've definitely learned how to really use discernment while dating because one thing i realized that if i'm going on a date with some person and say like oh i'm a man of god and of course, the woman will say, like, oh, yeah, I love God, too. But then there'll be moments where it's, like, the fruit that she's bearing or the evidence that you would see is not technically there. And then it'll be moments where, like, certain 
people I was dating, they would contradict themselves and either A, they wouldn't go to church, they wouldn't read their Bible, or if I wanted to do, like, if I want to pray with her at the end of the night, it would, like, it would shut off real quick. And so, um, when it comes to dating, you just had to move differently. So, um, yeah, Mike, tell me about your experiences with dating. You got to be very aware of wolves in sheep's clothing because a lot of people will sit there and speak about, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm this and this, and they're just saying that by name only. I think we've talked about before, like, especially in the South, how it is culture to go to church. It's culture to say you're Christian. We're in the Bible belt down here, right? So a lot of the people who claim to be believers just do this because this is how they were raised. This is the culture. This is just tradition. This is what we do. But then as soon as you get out of here, you're a heathen. Some of them heathens in the church. You know how many times I heard, like, in high school, the people that were, you know, uh, high school kids finding places to have relations inside and having sex inside a church and stuff like that? Like, mm-hmm. this... I've been there. This is what we have grown up in, and this is where we are, especially as uh, civilization. Western culture is not as serious about God as you would find in other parts of the world. Um, so you definitely got to be careful about that because some people identify as something that their and their fruits will not bear that. Definitely, so, definitely, definitely for sure. my is in dating, I think we explained this in the last podcast, I don't have any. Fam, I don't, I haven't dated in forever. Uh, what is a date, really? <laughs> I mean, I've taken, like, no, I no, like, I, I, all right, so we, we, we established that in the last pod, too. Um, yeah, we did. So, my thing is, though, I've definitely taken women out on dates, but I haven't been dating mm-hmm. any women specifically. Like in a relationship, yeah. Well, because dating for me, you you, yeah, you could be dating. You just have to be going out multiple dates or whatever or in the process of dating. I would literally be the kind of person I'd take a girl out on a date. That's it. Like, all right, we're not dating. I just took you out once. So... Um, and a lot of that for me has been because I can, I'm very intentional and purposeful when it comes to dating and the idea of it. I say all the time that like, as a believer, the point of dating is to find your spouse. So if that's not what you're using it for, then you're wasting your time. So I can pretty much tell off rip if someone's an actual wife candidate if you will, Um, which is why I've been able to avoid, like, wasting time and money. No, I definitely definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, Because the big key thing is, I think one of the don'ts when it comes to dating is don't date to waste time. I think everybody knows their intentions when it comes to dating. Like, and Mike, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think in the first five minutes of conversation, I'm going to say five minutes, the first five seconds, you know what your intentions are when you approach a woman. Like, you know, when you go in, you go in the intentions to smash 
or you going to the intentions to pursue marriage? Like, let's just call a spade a spade. And the funny thing and about like, that is, that, mm-hmm. my bad. The funny thing about that is, they always say a, a man can tell in the first five woman, five minutes with a woman if she's like if if he would marry her or not. And a woman can tell in the first five minutes mm-hmm. and decide. So they say, and a woman decides in the first five minutes of whether or not she'll sleep with a man. Mm. Yeah, that, nah, that, that's facts. That's really facts. And cause like I said, we're all adults. We we know what we're getting ourselves into where we plan certain situations or when we send that text message, when we slide in the DMs, when we are literally creating a moment to happen on the other person's end, they may think like, oh, wow, this happened just all of a sudden when on the other person's end, like, no, I was doing chess trying to plan this out together. So it's really like, like I said, like one of the first things about when you're dating, don't date to waste time. Because like I said, the whole point of dating, dating is that stage to see if, hey, are we compatible enough to go into the engagement and go into that marriage stage? And so really that's one of the first things because at the end of the day, I don't think nobody wants to waste time. Especially for me, like Mike, we're definitely pushing our our 30s. And like I said, we've been through enough um, relationships and situationships. And entanglements to where the point like we don't want to waste nobody's time we don't want to cause them the heartbreak like we don't want to be the demise of that man i just um, got that you just said I entanglements i don't know who you talking about i'm just hey i'm just putting it out there i'm I not ain't saying pushing no did. entanglements hey if you did a will Jada August Alcina, okay, got to own up to it. I ain't saying uh, you did. But I wouldn't did, have. I'm just saying. Now in that situation, I guess I would have had to have been the August person, but nah, I definitely would not have. I don't nah them situations. <laughs> don't be putting that on me. You must have been talking about yourself. I'm hey hey. I'm not, I'm gonna say I ain't. I'll say this. I didn't know I was a sneaky link until I found out on IG when the girl said Happy Valentine's Day. I'm I'm like, Bay, what's this? I didn't know I was a sneaky link until like and then thing, I got heartbroken, Mike. Not the fact that I want a relationship with her, but I'm like, I don't do the home wrecking. I ain't know that. I know other dudes in the picture. I'm like, hold up, we can't do doing this if you got a man. That's just me personally. I'm not gonna like, lie like to you, bro. That. In that like, situation, I'm the kind of guy I would have went and mm-hmm. told her, dude. <laughs> I'm like, look. I'd hit that man damn. up on IG. He sent screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro like, much look, respect I didn't know I didn't know fam I, I, I didn't mm-hmm. I just found out because of this post sure. I saw her posted I'm a sneaky link bro you gotta get this under control I think you need to break up this woman she holding around right like, like, I'm like she ain't look, worth I your time king like, right yo to be honest I, I put the script like yo to be honest man like I'm just hurt as you are fam I thought I was the only one like I tried to play the script <laughs> like I'm hurt with you, man. Yeah, let's go to her front door and confront her. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like as man, I lost my train of thought. To be honest, I ain't gonna fake to you, fam. But um, like I said, one of the do's and don'ts of dating is to don't waste time. And the do is to be intentional. Like you, like I said, dating is that transportation to go from to the next step, which is the engagement part. And sometimes with a lot of people, we stay in just the dating stage. Like, Mike, how many times do you know people when they stayed in a 10, 15-year relationship but never even got to the engagement part? 
How many people have I personally you know known? A few people? No, but I've seen it, and every time I see it, yeah. I always say the same couple things, right? One, uh, the woman, the woman. Let me, read, let me phrase this correctly because I don't want to just come out hurling insults. The woman doesn't know what she might know what she wants. She doesn't know how to get it. And she doesn't know when it's too long to be waiting, right? Two, brother, guy clearly don't want her. Because like I said before, and they, they said it, the guy will know in the first five minutes if he wants to marry a woman. And in fact, like every married man I know told me has said the same thing, that they knew on, you know, in the first 10 minutes, the first date, that their wife was the person they wanted to be with the rest, with the rest of their life. As a man, you know. So mm-hmm. my personal thoughts on that is, Dog, if you leading this woman on this long, you don't have the intentions of marrying her. You're wasting her time. Two, woman, don't let no man bring you along that way. Because he is just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, mm-hmm. uh, two things, you know, one of the things a man judges a woman by as far as finding her as her value, right? There's different values attached to men and women. Men, obviously, the values is... You know, is he strong? Does he make money kind of deal? Can he protect, provide, uh, and can he cover his woman spiritually? Two of the woman's biggest values are obviously um, her sexual history. Purity is one of the biggest values for women. The other one is beauty, which is, and which, all right, so really the other one is beauty, and the top one is fertility. Her ability to bear and raise children. This is just, it is not something that's like, oh, well, that's an old way of thinking. That's something that's just ingrained in us. It's genetic. So if you're sitting here wasting 10 years of her time, for 10 years is a long time. 10 years will take you from 20, from your 20s to your 30s real quick. You start talking to her at 25, now she's 35. You've just taken up all her golden years for her to, uh, for her having children. So now it don't work out. Now she got to take a year to herself at 35, so she's 36 now. Got to take a year to herself. Now maybe she finds a dude. And I think we explained this on the last pod too. She finds a dude and everything, and now she's getting married closer to the age of 40 than she would have when she should have gotten married probably in her 20s and now having children for the first time is really kind of out of the question. Mm-hmm. You know, that biological clock just was ticking the whole time and you wasted it for her. So for women, like, don't let yourself be, don't let yourself be uh, used in that way by someone who doesn't know what they want or doesn't have the intention of marrying you. That conversation you have. So mm-hmm. for me, one of the do's I would say is do have that talk and communicate about you guys' desires for the future, your desires and plans for marriage, uh, children, all of that stuff. I think one of the biggest problems right now is lack of communication before marriage 
which obviously then carries into marriage, but lack of communication about what you guys' desires are for the direction of your direction of the family you want to have or don't want to have regardless, but the family that you want to have as a couple. Nah, definitely, definitely. I'm sorry, we want to say something like Mm-mm. Okay, but um, yeah, I definitely, and I do wholeheartedly believe this. I think, well, I mean, I think taking sex out of the equation gives you the opportunity to get to know that person. And I do think when you take out of the sex out of the equation, you're able to see that person for who they really is. Because when you have sex with a person, that's really a soul tie that's being created, and it causes confusion, frustration, and it clouds your decision making when you're trying to pursue a partner because you're focusing so much on the sexual act that has been taking place inside the bedroom and you really can't tell if this person spiritually is good for you when you're trying to pursue life and pursue purpose and your goals so really when you take that equation you're able to see certain things for that person who they really are whether it's the good things or the bad things because i know for certain if i took sex out of the equations with at least half of my relationships, I can really see that person for who they really are, and I can tell they weren't, they wasn't good for me. Because um, definitely when you do that, when you're dating, you have to know a person. You, like I said, dating is pretty much an interview to see if they are eligible to go to their next level, which is engagement. Like I said, the whole goal is to marriage, so it's like, I got to see, if, are you worthy of um, being married and engaged to? So that's getting to know them as a person, getting to know their their history. What do they struggle with? What are their goals, aspirations? Like, what is their parenting style um, purposes? How her relationship is with their family? Um, is there certain issues they're dealing with? These are things you learn as you're getting to a know person. And like, all this does take time which is something a lot of people don't really encourage or praise nowadays is being patient and taking time majority of the time we want to rush into things like for example the equation is okay dating engagement marriage sex baby sometimes it's not completely in that order as we would like for it to be sometimes it's the opposite okay sex baby dating marriage sometimes it's that combination of things but really if we take that moment to really take our time and be patient and using the gifts um i mean using the advocate as the holy spirit as a guiding force and helping us to help us choose our mate to see who is compatible divinely for us i really do think believe dating can be successful when you take sex out of relationship because in like I say, I know it's not easy. Like I said, 2022, things are more visible now more, more than ever. But it's like you've got to realize like when you create that soul tie, it can really cloud your judgment on to see if you can really see, see yourself spend the rest of your life with this person. Right. And I'm glad you said that about especially like the do not one of the don'ts is, you know, start you know having sex with the person because even speaking from experience right so i've shared on here that i've had a, a you know a history when it comes to sexual relations with women right and but one of the things i've always said and i've talked to you about this before it rodney is 
I have never slept with anybody that I've dated. In fact, the mm-hmm. people I've dated have all, first off, the people I've dated surprisingly have all been virgins, right? But I've never slept or tried to sleep with them and has made it so much easier to be able to date and vet the person out because you don't have that distraction of lust in your mind constantly. Like, once you start sleeping with somebody, it's so much harder to actually see the things in front of you. And this is why a lot of people get married and be, and, and you try to figure out how did you miss the red, sign, the red flags? All of these different things about this person that are unacceptable to you and you got married to them. How did you miss that? Well, because y'all was just caught up in all the lust. Y'all was caught up in all the lust. Like, it's so much harder to be able to date effectively while you're sleeping around. It's so much easier when you take sex out of things. Um, So one of the things I think is very important is that we do refrain from doing that. And look, I know everybody, we ain't perfect, right? So especially if... It's, it's a lot easier said than done, especially like when one person's a virgin or both. It's a lot easier, right? So let's say both of y'all are not virgins and y'all both intentional, but, you know, and something slip up happens eventually along the way. Fine. Regroup and everything. But y'all got to make the decision together that, all right, we might have slipped up this once, but we're not going to let that become. We're not going to use that as a jump off point to say, all right, well, we did it once. Let's go ahead and keep going. Like, nah. Keep mm-hmm. what you're doing. Another thing that I want to say about one of the do's of dating is, I don't know if you ever heard this, Rodney, but they tell women all the time to write down the things that they want in a man, right? Write down everything you want in a man, and then write down a list of everything you need in a man, right? The non-negotiables and stuff like that. I was taught by one of my former pastors that that is something that men should be doing as well. It's not just women. Because you have to know what you want going into a relationship and what you're looking for. There should be a checklist. Like, all right, Lord, these are the things I want, God. These are the things that are non-negotiable that have to happen. For example, me personally, right? And I've got my list around somewhere. Uh, I know the top of the list for me. Number one, non-negotiable cannot, like, there's no way around this is. She got to be submitted unto God, first and foremost. I will not date anybody who is not submitted to God, Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. That's not how this is about to roll. So you got to know what you want, and you got to know what you need, and you got to know what things that are not negotiable, the things that have to be there. And... That's why it's important to make the list because when you write it, write it down. When you, mm, when you write the vision down and make it plain, to quote some scripture now, right? Right. It allows you to have the vision written down plainly in a way where you can see it now, so you know for a fact after you've gone over it multiple times. See, because in your head you can forget things that are that you want and are non-negotiables. But when you actually write it down physically and it is in front of you and it's on that paper, you can sit there and make the decision and rank certain things and go, all right, this is has to happen and this doesn't have to happen, but I would prefer to happen, right? So 
just be wildly crazy, right? So let's say for me, right? I'm writing a list down and I say, all right, she got to be submitted to God, right? Bam. That's have to be. She has to be able to, to support my vision, right? Bam. There's a have to. She's got to be willing to be led. Bam. There's number three. She's got to be my peace. But then here's some wants. All right, Lord, you know how I like my woman built, right? Um, you know, preferably she would have some nice yams on her. But it's not a this has to be that way because at the end of the day, it's about purpose. So writing down your list and making sure you divide that list up to things that are non-negotiable and have to be in that person and things that you would like would help you because you'd be surprised in how many women you go for because you're going for the things you like that you see first and not going for the things that you have to have in that person. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, is one of the biggest reasons why anybody, but believers especially, will end up having unsuccessful relationships and things of that nature is because they're going after the things that they see, which are typically always going to be things they want and not necessarily things they need. Because the things that you want, the, the things that you need are not necessarily going to be wrapped up in the package that you want. And that's what a lot of people don't be getting is like, all right, your list says, oh, she got to look like this and this and this, and she got to be a 10. All right, that's what you want. But then some of the things that you need, oh, she a prayer warrior, she this, she this, she this. Oh, I don't think you realize that there ain't many of those models around. So you're looking first and foremost at the outward appearance and the things that you want, the package that it's coming in, not realizing that there's only a few of those that have what you need in them. Mm-hmm. So write the vision down for what you need and what you want in your spouse and the person that you want to date and be use that as a, as a way to, to vet out people who you should be dating more and who you shouldn't because there's look, you should not even have to take a girl on a date. To know if she got the top three requirements for you. That's, that's true. Straight up. That should be easy. I could be. I should be able to ask a girl if she's submitted to God. Number Straight up uh, first and foremost, right? You submitted unto God. One. If the answer is no to that, right? Taking you out anywhere, that's a waste of money and time. You're not the one. We can still talk. We can be friends, but I'm not going to date you. I don't know. I, I just want to see if she's the one. I just want to see, you know, maybe I could change your mind. I don't oh, my goodness. Thank you for bringing that up. You can't change nobody. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> change somebody. Listen, there I are only two people that can change someone, themselves and God. That is it. You cannot change somebody else's heart. Nah, that's 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 really facts. Uh um, and like I say, as as believers, like I said, you know, we do have that yearning, that desire for people to be transformed or renewed, like the same way how Christ did us. But that key word is Christ did us, not people. People can only direct somebody to Christ, but they can't make them change. So, fellas, I don't want to be, 
I don't I ain't trying to quote no Draken over here, but like I said, y'all can't be Draken over here, okay? Y'all can't change no gardening tool into a housewife. I'll say that. That's the most G-rated thing I'm gonna say at this point. Um, so yeah, nah, we so, supposed to be keeping it real. You can't turn no host to no host to no housewife. It's real. See, that's that's why our dynamic is good. You can say that, but I didn't want to say it. That would yeah, make I sense will. a good team. Like, I yeah, will. I, I know you. So anyway, again, y'all. But again. That doesn't mean that you can't befriend them and disciple them and try to talk to them about that. Because listen, you can't you can't change nobody to for you to be dating them. Um, especially in a romantic sense, you're not gonna change anybody. They're gonna be who they are. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you gotta just drop and be like, yo, I can't talk to you no more because you're not the godly woman that I want to date. Nah. Disciple that person. Mm-hmm. Invite them to Bible study and church and stuff. Right. Like straight up. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, maybe they never got invited to that thing, you know? Maybe they never had a chance to really know who God is. And you never know. It is very possible that after all that happens, she becomes the woman that you need. That's true. That's know what I mean? True. But in the beginning, don't go into it with the thought of, oh, I'm going to bring her into church and I'm going to change her so she can become the person I need. That's not the way you should be thinking about it. First and foremost, when it comes to things like that, you should be thinking about the per- their own their salvation and trying to help them achieve that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that okay. yeah, yeah, can't turn no homes in my housewife. Definitely can't. Definitely can't. All right. So the next rake. thing I want to so the next thing I want to touch on is actual dating, um, taking the girl out. That's the next step I want to go into. When it comes to dating as a believer, just know that. The house is for, for, forbidden. I'm, I'm going to say that about certain situations, or the, if you do invite the person over, or there's a time limit when that person can be there. Anything past 10, 11. Oh, uh, you set that time late, fam. Okay, fine. Well, I'm okay, be yeah. honest. She should not be at your... Yeah, so how you, about you? Y'all don't need to be at each other's houses by yourselves after sundown, period. Nah, for real, that's facts, yeah. Because the reason why you don't want to do that is because you don't want to put yourself in a position where sin can be birthed or where lust can take over and y'all can just go at it like it's y'all last time doing it. So the best thing to do is to do more public dates during the daytime. And really, I do, uh, like I said, you can take a person bowling, going to dinner, going for a walk on the beach, doing anything where it's a public setting where the flesh won't want to rise. Because I can attest to this. I've done dates where after the date was done or whatever, I'll say, yo, we can just watch a movie at the house and we can just talk and laugh. And next thing you know, one thing led to another. And then next thing, I'm repenting the next morning because I fell the night before. Even when the Holy Spirit did reveal to me Hey, don't invite that girl over. I, you know how your flesh is. Don't do that. So definitely incorporate dates that are mostly daytime oriented and they're out in public. And the second thing I want to mention is definitely do Bible study dates. Because as you are dating, even though you have your relationship with God, she has her relationship with God, but you also want to bring him in the middle of your relationships. Because sometimes we do... Let's be honest, we do get into situations or relationships where we pray for the relationship, 
And we ain't even talking about when the marriage comes into play, but we're just talking to somebody and we automatically put God on the back burner. And all of our time and focus is on that person. So definitely incorporate Bible study dates and study the word together and talk about the scriptures. Um, talk about, hey, so what did you get from this? Then you and you do the same thing. You talk about how you interpreted the verse. And that's really how you incorporate the word together and not excluding God from the relationship, but including God in the relationship. Because when you put God into the middle of the center, especially in dating, when you're just getting to know somebody, you're really planting that seed and you're really inviting him in into a relationship and where it can grow and flourish. And it's really a spirit-led relationship when you're incorporating him into it. And that's a great way to start off a relationship is when you're doing Bible study dates. I really think that's a great um, way. Even when you talk about relationship, I mean, just talk about God in general. Because, like, Mike, I know you can attest to this. I think one of the most attractive things um, when you're talking to somebody is just, like, when you're just, the whole conversation is just about God. It's just something about where, like, the dynamic, it just shifts. No, that's real. And I definitely agree with everything you just said. Like, you got to, you really want to center things around God. So I'm not saying every date has to be like that. But like you should, uh, you should get to the point where you guys are doing things like that and studying the word together, you know, and, and this and foremost. And bro, praying is so important, fam. Man, speak on. One of the things that I made sure I always did was go out on a date. We prayed beforehand and we prayed after the date. Whether we were going to the movies, crappy thing. Uh, going out to eat. Look, I have a feeling about movies. Like, I, yeah, I just I feel like it's not too. a good date. You're not interacting so or talking horrible. to each other. But um, going out to eat, going out to the park, whatever you're going to do, right? I really believe in praying before and after, especially after, right? When you guys are departing from each other. Like, young men cover that woman in prayer. Because one of the things that's more than likely, if she's a, if she's a purpose-driven, godly woman, she's going to be looking to see if you can cover her in prayer. If you can be her covering. Go ahead and cover her in prayer. Go ahead and pray over her before y'all leave and pray for her protection, pray for her provision, pray for her, you know, her safety, everything, man. Like, until you guys were meet or talk to each other again. Because at the end of the day, like, first off, ain't nothing promised. And secondly, like, if we do this just when we're leaving church with church folk, right? How much more should you be doing that with somebody who you're trying to see if they're going to be your spouse? So I would definitely incorporate that into every date or every time y'all, especially anytime y'all meet up, man, it's got it. I, I, we going to pray. We going to pray to open or close, but definitely close. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Cause I know the women who, I pursued, they were definitely in shock and all that every time we would end up on conversation, I would end it in prayer. And it, there would be moments when, like, they professed to me where it's like, you know, I told my friends, oh my gosh, like, he prayed with me afterwards and talked to their parents, like, oh my gosh, mom, dad, he prayed with me. Those are the things that really sets you apart from other men that she's involved with. And it sets you as the standard but also it leaves 
a spiritual everlasting impression that lets you know that you're not interested in her just for sport. And I really think when you do that, Mike, when you lead a woman in prayer, cover her in prayer, um, pray with her, pray for her, and just whatever she's going through, it leaves a real lasting imprint. So, fellas, we definitely do encourage, like, whoever you're pursuing, even if you're in marriage right now currently listening to this podcast, cover your woman in prayer. You know, it's, it's okay if you fell off. It's no problem. But this is definitely a moment where um, God sent me a mic as a reminder to let you know that cover your woman in prayer. Like, as the man in the household, like you got to, like, cover them. Like I said, we're definitely in a spiritual battle every day. So definitely cover your woman, cover your family in prayer, for sure, for sure. Most definitely. And one thing one thing that I was thinking about while we were talking about this is like making sure that you yourself are ready before you start all this. Because it was something key when you said you were like yeah, so she separates you from the other, so she know you're you're not just you know here for sport. If it's not in you to be praying for her like that, and let's say you don't do it for yourself, then don't do it because what you're gonna do is just it's gonna be decept it's gonna be deceitful, right? You're gonna be deceptive if you go into this with the intention of oh, I know if I pray for her, this is the response I'm gonna get. Don't do it for a response because you want to get with her like that or you know how to manipulate. When you go in to pray for her, man, you're praying for her for a place of I actually care about you and this is what I want to do for you. This is my act of service. Definitely, definitely. Like, and that's one thing. You want to be genuine when you do it because, like I say, I've, I know people who they use the quote-unquote man of God, Christian, any name you want to use when it relates to their aspect just to get the draws with women. And it it really puts a bad reputation on the people who are really anchored in their faith and are really trying to pursue a relationship, but then they've had a bad experience with somebody who quote-unquote said the same thing that you're saying. So, like, definitely be genuine about it. Don't Don't fake it. Because like like even the Bible like like says um, God says when you pray don't pray just to babble on just to, for no reason pray with intention and that doesn't mean paraphrasing but hmm? no nah, most definitely yeah like I said like I, I definitely paraphrase that but it does mention that for sure no you got um, it you're okay. you're spot on with that yeah let's see um let's see dating like I said um so let's talk about like dating apps like I said it's 2022. Um, cause like I said, I've used dating apps, both the secular and the Christian dating apps. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm getting the same result. Maybe it's just me. Maybe that's not the route that God wants me in, but I've noticed like, well, from my experiences doing the Christian dating apps, the women who I've experienced, it was either a, they just wasn't interested or number two, they quote unquote, Put on that title of Christian, but then next thing you know, I'm getting a naked pic at 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to talk on the subject of dating apps, um, especially like from a Christian standpoint, where it's like 
we live in a society where it's like, of course, as believers, we're already separate from the world already. So we kind of do feel a little not the in crowd. So you go to a place where hopefully you meet somebody who believes the same thing you believe and walk the same way you walk, where you have certain apps such as Christian Mingo. You do have right. Upward. You do have um, so many other avenues when it comes to dating. So, um, like, you ever had any experiences with just like dating in from uh from a dating app standpoint, doing online dating? Nah, fam, I don't really believe in online dating for myself personally. Um, those apps that I were on before, uh, it was for relations and not dating. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't work. One of the pastors at my church now met his wife and came to the church because she was on the app. Uh, they were on. I don't know, eHarmony, Christian Mingle, something like that, right? Yeah. They weren't on Tinder. <laughs> they weren't swiping left or right. It, it wasn't Tinder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's our pianist and uh, one of the worship, uh, you know, she's our pianist and he okay. and one of the youth leaders, and he's our, he's one of the pastors at the church, right? Uh, they met on there. And they have a successful relationship right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely not going to say it's not possible. I'm just going to say for me personally, the Holy Spirit is not leading me in that direction. And also, you got to know yourself. I personally am someone who can't. I don't like that kind of. I don't like this whole age of technology weird thing that we're growing up in. Mm-hmm. I'm too old school. <laughs> um, so nah, for real, I'm the same way. Same way. I, and because, yeah. So all I would say is, right, if you're going to be on a Christian dating app, right, or a dating app in general trying to find your spouse, I would say, one, you have to have a heavy spirit of discernment. That is not going to be for everybody. Your spirit of discernment, you have to be prayed up and you have to have a heavy spirit of discernment. And you've got to keep your ears open what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. Or you will be fooled. You can end up in bad situations. You can be fooled. So, yeah. yeah, have a spirit of discernment with that. And if you know, like, that's not you then don't do it mm-hmm. yeah definitely and with dating um, apps like i'm sorry Rodney, but like with good. dating apps so i would me personally i would try to get to the point where i take that person out on the first date quickly i wouldn't want to leave everything on the app as it is like that right I would want to meet in person as soon as I could for a first date. And I know a lot of people are on apps because they don't want to do that. But speaking from my experience, because somebody can spin a lot of things on an app and online to deceive you mm-hmm. and deceive you as a believer. Like you guys are on an app and everything you don't you're not looking at them directly in the face you're not looking at their body language you're not listening to inflection and voice and the tone that they're saying things with they're having time to look things up they can fool you into believing that they're a christian by easily looking things up and uh while you're speaking to them and having scriptures pulled up by googling them and being like oh yeah we know this is like this and this so they know how to talk and speak right that's not going to happen. You guys are sitting face to face at an Applebee's. Mm-hmm. And I said Applebee's, but wherever. Insert whatever right, restaurant. You said Applebee's have all places. Applebee's. 
insert whatever restaurant. Trying to get that two for twenties. Chili's, whatever, Ruby Tuesday. I don't know. Who cares? McDonald's. You know how I feel about Applebee's. I'd never Checkers, go back there. Rallies, Carl's Jr. Uh, okay. Man. White Castle. He <laughs> <laughs> said White Castle. <laughs> but regardless, Girl. insert restaurant or date idea here. Meet up and get to know this person in person to see what kind of person they actually are. Because people can deceive you online, and then when you finally meet them in person, they could have you falling in love with the idea of who they are that you'll settle in to, you'll settle in compromise beliefs or what you desire to be with the person because of who they presented themselves to be falsely online and the idea of that person. Nah, for real though. That's really facts. That's really facts. Because I told you, I didn't say I've been fooled once. Uh, well, hold up. I do remember this one time. Well, nah, I never got fooled before. Everybody who I was trying to start something with, they was always themselves. It just didn't work out or they was just plain weird, I'll be honest with you. That, I think that's why I don't do dating apps is because I think I'm old-fashioned. Like, I would rather you, like, come by in the church or, like, yo, like, use, like, a mutual friend's um, friend, whoever. I would rather have that. To be honest, or if I see you in the gym, we just chopped it up, cool. But um, I know, and I think with the whole dating app, just like how you said, it mentions more with the flesh. I mean, I'm sorry, not with the flesh. I'm sorry, that's where my mind was trying to go with it. Um, I think you definitely do need discernment because definitely you can over the internet and over the phone, you can portray yourself to be anything and anybody, and the only thing you can go off of is just. You know conversations whether you believe it or not like that person will run with that um and definitely like i said i think another thing is like since it's kind of fleshly i want to say it's like you're looking at a whole bunch of people and it's a whether the person is cute enough or not like you're not really getting to the humanness or getting to know their spirit or getting to know their personality it's all based off of looks at first and it's either swipe swipe right or swipe left swipe left so it's like um i think that's kind of where i'm at i'm more like i guess i'm old school old-fashioned i want to meet my person just walking by me getting some milk and like oh shoot and the whole spirit whispering to my attention that's her that's it right. yeah while getting it. some milk yeah, get some milk. Yeah, you know. One thing else I would like to say, right? So one of the don'ts that I, I would put in there also for you fellas, don't lead with your wallet. Mm. Do not lead with your wallet. That's a good Do one. not use your money as a way to try and impress a woman. Alright? When you're dating, money should not be a concern at all. It should not be something you're using as a research. It should not be something you're using to try and impress her or to show off to her about. Um, because at the end of the day, it's about purpose. And when you're trying to flash around money, that's how you attract gold diggers. That's how you attract the ones that we see online all the time. Not even necessarily gold diggers, but that's how you attract the kind of women that you see online that men have basically lost hair over. You're at this point. There might be something about you that she don't like, but because you're just sitting here flashing money, eh, she's going to waste your time to get all that she can out of you. And when she don't have it, she'll be gone. 
Yeah, like that's so it's so shallow to be doing it that way. Like be who you show her who you are. Don't flash money. Use don't lead with your wallet. I like that. That's good. That's not something I would have thought about, but that's definitely true. Don't leave with your wallet. And I know a few, like I said, I've definitely had female friends when they talk to me about that where, like, the guy mentioned how much he makes in a month. He drives this car. He has this job and invest. And they mentioned to me, like, that really turns them off, um, at least the ones who are genuine who, who I know, because they said that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not interested into his money. Um, that's really a great one. And I think I do kind of understand a little bit because as men, like I say, we are the providers. So I guess maybe in a sense, depending on how the person was doing it, um, I guess they want to show that, that they can provide. But if you do it from a um, like a flashy standpoint, if you do it from a just a gloat or like just a shows like you got stacks, then that will definitely attract the wrong woman to you. And it'll definitely be repellent to the person who has a godly purpose behind her. Right. Because at the end of the day, not most times now, first uh, in current day situation, my uh, life, right? Women, most women can do for themselves anyway. And anyone that's dating for purpose is not going to want you based upon your money. They're going to want you based upon your character and your purpose and how you lead you, how effective you are as a leader and as a someone who can cover them right so one of the things that pops talks about in the church is like it, that you, as a man when you find a wife you're supposed to be the five p's you're supposed to be a protector a provider a prophet priest and pastor mm-hmm. to that woman and we get stuck up so much on the provider part and not it, like financially that we don't do the rest. And also, when they say provider, bro, right? Mm-hmm. Speak on the mic. I know what you're going to say. Speak when they on. say provider, it's not all about money that you're supposed to be providing. Are you providing emotional security? Mm-hmm. Are you providing a safe space for her, right? Like, these are important things. And when it says protector, it's not always just talking. It's not. Man, look. When it's talking about protector, it don't mean, hey, someone breaks in, you got to be able to be an MMA fighter and, like, break their arm, tap them out and all this mess and be, like, a Viking warrior. No. When it's talking about protector, it's talking about protecting her peace, protecting her mind, protecting her heart, guarding her heart, right? It's talking about the stuff that you do in everyday life to not put her in any compromising situations by protecting her, right? So when you protect her... Like, for example, if you're at work, right, and this girl, you got a lady that's just always flirting with you. She know you're married, but she's like, oh, well, that's fine. You can just be my work husband. Nah. See, the moment you agree to something like that, you stop protecting your wife. You stop guarding her heart. You put yourself and you put her in a bad a compromising situation because now you sitting here giggling all the time about this lady at work, texting her on your phone and everything, calling her and stuff like that. And now your wife start to think that you cheating and, but you're not really cheating. And now you keep telling her she tripping and yo, just calm down. This is a coworker. We just talk about work stuff. Now the whole time your wife is thinking that she's going crazy. She's paranoid or whatever. And you got her feeling this type of way. 
you stop protecting her. You aren't protecting her emotions. You aren't protecting her heart. You're really not protecting your marriage. So it goes so much deeper than the stuff that we see on the surface level when we're talking about that for protector and provider, right? Like you got to think more. You got to think more than what you the the, the superficial things. Mm-hmm. More than just what the superficial is, right? And also, man, I say this all the time. Listen to what the Holy Spirit going to tell you about the woman and if she's the right one or not. Because, and we said this in the last one, every woman that's, every woman that's godly isn't built for you. That's just straight Sadly. up. And you're not built for every godly woman. Listen, you could be. You could be a dude in the church right now and, and God's called you to do certain things at your job and stuff like that, right? And and as far as serving in the church, you're just like an usher or whatever like that, right? Not called to preach, not got called to be a worshiper, stuff like that, right? Like nothing too serious. You just what we call like an everyday believer, right? Just live right, do your job as far as like, you know, evangelizing when you have the chance, but just live right. But at the same time, she might be like she might be a prophet right mm-hmm. we always like to look at it from the man's point of view and everything but look at it from her point of view you might not be capable of covering her that's a real thing that's like real thing. it's real what god has called you to do is not he hasn't called you to be at the level where you need to be to co- to, to cover her And he hasn't picked you as one of the people that is suitable to be her husband because the way he's built you, you're not going to be able to handle what's going to come with being married to her. Yeah, it's the purpose that I think how we always say this. It's like when when a person has a purpose attached to their life, the app, some people are not going to be compatible compared to the calling that God has for them. And that's really what it really is like some like like I said, it's really deeper well it's really a lot deeper um beneath the surface but it's like like i said like say if the woman was called to be a prophet the quality the lifestyle or even the insecurities the, the guy may have to be with a person who is like that he may not have the stability to handle that and that will cause friction more than anything and, and that's really a big thing when it comes to dealing with someone who is attached to a calling or a purpose and that's why as believers we can't we can't look at the flesh all the time or dive into our emotions majority of the time is because it's going to deceive us anybody can look cute anybody can look um fly with a couple of dimes but when it comes to a purpose and a calling that's something that god has designed how just how the way how god designed that person whether it's the wife or the guy the husband the girl attached to their purpose he created the husband that is suitable for that moment well not for the moment for for that covenant and that's probably not going to be you because i didn't design you to handle the purpose that she has your insecurities may go up she may make more money than you she's going to be traveling all across the world and if you have um abandonment issues i can't link two people like that who's who's together it's all depending on 
how God has the purpose set up for the other person. So I think as believers, Mike, I think, well, for me looking back when it comes to dating, I'm really starting to see that maybe the reason why some of these individuals did not work because of the assignment that God has me on, those past relationships couldn't handle that. The weight of it, the glory of it, the sacrifice it takes to be in that type of relationship with somebody compared to where a worldly relationship where it's normal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was... And because honestly, like, dating... Like I say, like, I'll be honest, like... Like, dating in 2022 is challenging in general for all realms. But definitely as a believer, when you have purpose, a destiny, and a goal attached to it, it's... It's bigger than what eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. Like, when you're trying to build the kingdom of God, you need a spouse who really embodies that. And so when you're dating somebody, we really need to be vigilant and to see if the fruit that they're bearing, like, are they living for Christ? And, like, that's really what dating is about. Like, when you know about yourself, when you know that you have an assignment that God wants you to do, you're aware of your destiny. You're aware of what he expects out of you as a man. Now it's time for you to, as you're fulfilling your purpose, to come across that godly woman who's going to help elevate you towards purpose. So when you're dating, definitely have discernment. Don't have sex. Look at the red flags. Don't flash your money. And also be aware that if it doesn't work out, that means that person was not attached in covenant to your purpose. Amen. And look, the biggest do of all, let the Holy Spirit guide you. That's, honestly, that's really the easiest way to put it. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in that, right? Let him guide you in as far as like dating. Let him guide you as far as it's going to knowing when it's time to date because there's a season in your life where you should be dating and there's a season where you shouldn't be and a lot of us the problem we have in general not just believers but people in general nowadays we date and we're not in a season where we should be dating we're in a season where we should be healing we're in a season where we should be improving and working on ourselves we're in a season of development that god's put us in but then we jump into relationships thinking oh well this person is this and this and this and it's like well god's like you're not ready you're not ready yet so just listen to what the holy spirit got to say and all the rest of this stuff really will come easy like i honestly this whole podcast could be just summarized as follow the holy spirit because everything we said, if you're just, if you're really being spirit led, all of this is going to be revealed to you when it happens. Nah, for real, nah. And that's, that's really what it is. It's no, just ask the Holy, the Holy Spirit for guidance, ask God for wisdom, because I think that's really the biggest thing is wisdom. You know, like I said, we're, like I said, men, we're just men. That's the only thing I, I can say. But definitely, like, when you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, like, 
trust me, he, he knows what to do. Just be obedient to what he tells you. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that wraps up this episode. Mike, how'd you feel about this episode? Eh, dope. Yeah, like always, you know, we always knock it out of the park. Yeah, sure. You yeah. haven't listened to the first two, have you? Um, look, there's always a Genesis or something, okay? Genesis was I said. He said what? Genesis wasn't uh wasn't bad though. So our Genesis was bad, that's what you're saying. Our Genesis was rough. Hey, pressure makes diamonds, that's all I can say. It also bursts pipes. See, see, every time I try to say something, you just gotta knock me down. See, we we need to work on your conversations, okay? People gonna think you a negative Nelly. Now I'm the positive person on, around these parts. I mean, you are kind of the positive one. I mean, you know, I think that what makes us gel so well together. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm negative. I would say, oh, personality test, right? So we took a personality test at work. Yeah, I'm getting off topic, and I know we're about to end the pod, right? But we uh-huh. took, a, but this is gonna explain things to people. We took a personality thing at work, right? It's called five voices, right? And mm-hmm. which voice is like biggest in your and dominant for you? For me, I got guardian, right? Which made a whole lot of sense because guardians are the people who they're gonna ask all the questions, right? So. They're going to poke as many holes into everything as they can, not because necessarily you want to discredit the idea, but you want to make sure everything's right before you proceed to doing anything, right? So it's not necessarily me trying to be like a negative Nancy. I'm just a person where I want to make sure every, I want to make sure I see every angle of this before I make some kind of comment or make an action upon things. So that's what I basically learned about myself, guys. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you got that um, that new information. So can't wait to see how this information is going to play out. Play out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I had to sneeze. Salud. Hey, salud. All right. Well, guys, this is the God Man Podcast, and today's episode was on the do's and don'ts of dating. I am your host, Rodney. And this is Pastor Mike, so Pastor Mike. And Pastor Mike, yes, yes. So we'll definitely see y'all next week on the next episode. We can't wait to bring this new topic with y'all. All right, we love y'all. Be safe out there. And <laughs> if you like this episode, you can call us. Um, you can reach it to our blah, blah, blah. I'm missing my words. Hold up. You can reach us on all platforms. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And you can follow both um, me and Mike on Instagram. I'm underscore King Dub. And you can find Mike on Instagram. I know, Mike, you're like, you're Mike underscore Felicier. Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. I think so. Okay, great. So you can follow those on websites. And when it comes to this episode, please share it with three people. Share it with whoever um, God is in your heart. We're here to motivate, inspire, and lift up men to navigate their life as a man devoted to God. We'll see you all next week. Love, peace, and hair grease. And obviously, you already know you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can find the actual podcast page on Instagram at The Godman Podcast and also on Facebook, The Godman Podcast. And if you would like, we would love for you to leave like, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts and a review. And if you have something you want to discuss with us, if you want prayer about something, or you have an idea that you want to share with us, you can also email us at thegodmanpodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody, and have a blessed week. Be blessed.